ولقد كرمنا بني آدم وحملناهم في البر والبحر ورزقناهم ورزقناهم من الطيبات وفضلناهم على كثير ممن خلقنا تفضيلا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the sixth episode in this podcast series titled Becoming Bani Adam, Exploring Twelver Shi'i Discussions on Human Ancestry. My name is Fatma Megji and I'll be introducing each podcast episode, which is an audiobook of a paper that I wrote a few years ago and that's being narrated by Brother Justin Mashouf. In our last episode, we discussed a possible timeline for Prophet Adam salam, and we went through various pieces of evidence that seemed to suggest a timeline of roughly 10 to 12,000 years ago. This timeline is more in line with anthropological evidence as well as hadith literature, and also brings us to a separate question, which is that if this is the case and the Prophet Adam existed 10 to 12,000 years ago, then what about all of the fossils of Homo sapiens that existed before that timeline and that we have today in the fossil record, which can be radiocarbon dated to hundreds of thousands of years ago? In today's episode, we will discuss the scriptural evidence for whether or not Prophet Adam was in fact the first Homo sapien. This question is crucial because it helps us to understand the existence of previous hominids and how we can navigate the existence of these other hominids in the fossil record. Unlike many other traditions, the Twelver Shi'i Hadith Corpus includes hadith that explicitly mention the existence of non-Adamic human-like creatures and they are called the nasnas, which literally means human-like. However, these ahadith also mention that these nasnas became extinct before the creation of Adam, and this piece of evidence will help us later on in different discussions. With that, we'll now turn it over back to Brother Justin Mashouf as he continues to narrate from where we left off in the previous episode. A common misconception is that the Quran considers Adam as the first Homo sapien to walk the earth. However, the Quran does not mention anything explicitly about Adam being the first Homo sapien on earth. It only mentions that he is the ancestor and the forefather of all humans currently in existence. Of Valhari prima facie, Haqiqi literal deduction of the Quranic verses would denote that all of us can trace our ancestry back to him. Quote, O children of Adam, do not let Satan tempt you, like he expelled your parents from paradise, stripping them of their garments to expose them of their nakedness. Indeed, he sees you, he and his hosts, whence you do not see them. We have indeed made the devils friends of those who have no faith. End quote. A. Defining Humanity. Insan. There's also an important distinction that can be made between human beings and homo sapiens. The biological definition of being a homo sapien is simply anatomic and physically observable. Homo sapiens are defined as homo sapiens due to their physical anatomy. These definitions would not consider what cannot be empirically observed. However, the reality of a human being or insan in the Islamic tradition is one that is primarily metaphysical. The existential reality of a human consists of a ruh, spirit, fitra, divinely inclined nature, and an aqal, intellect, in addition to a physical body. This reality is not necessarily the same as being biologically homo sapien, though it could be. There is room to argue that while there were homo sapiens that looked like human beings roaming the earth hundreds of thousands of years ago, and while they resembled us entirely biologically, they may not have had the metaphysical qualities mentioned above. Since these qualities are metaphysical, there is no way to observe them in the fossil record. 
Moreover, it was these metaphysical qualities that differentiated Adam from animals and marked him as a noble creature. The Quran states, quote, Certainly we have honored the children of Adam and carried them over land and sea and provided them with all the good things and preferred them with a complete preference over many of those we have created. End quote. B. The Other Adams The Nasnas The unlikelihood of Adam as the first Homo sapien poses no problem or contradiction with both the Qur'an and Ahadith. Shocking as it may be, the Ahadith literature is relatively clear on this point. Adam was not the first human-like creature to walk the earth. In fact, the Ahadith literature clearly mentioned human-like species roaming the earth before the creation of Adam, calling them Nasnas, literally meaning somewhat human, with the Arabic word for humans being Nas. Other times, the Ahadith refer to human-like beings by calling them other atoms. The existence of these creatures has been discussed by several classical scholars, and has also been mentioned in some of the oldest Ahadith literature. This is rather fascinating, given that there is no precedence for this belief in biblical literature, and that the first hominid fossil wasn't discovered until 1857, hundreds of years after the compilation of the majority of the Ahadith corpus. To be precise, Fossils were not discovered until 200 years after the death of Allama Majlisi, the author of Bihar al-Anwar, and almost a thousand years after the death of Sheikh Asadugh, who was one of the most prominent compilers of the Ahadith corpus in the Shi'i tradition. This fact actually strengthens our confidence in the Ahadith literature as speaking both literally, haqiqi, and as sourced in truth, as it mentions something that was only proven later empirically through the fossil record. There were indeed human-like species roaming the earth before our forefather Adam, whether Adam existed 200,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago. But what are these narrations referring to? The Homo Neanderthalus, aka Neanderthals, the Homo Florensis, hobbits, or is it referring to Homo sapiens themselves, unrelated to Adam, as Ayatollah Jawadi Amuli suggests? More importantly, what was it that differentiated them from the humans of today, Beni Adam? Some of this information is examined in the commentaries of the Qur'an that have brought these ahadith to light when discussing the following verse, noting angelic confusion at Adam's creation. The Qur'an states, quote, When your Lord said to the angels, Indeed, I am going to set a viceroy on earth. They said, Will you set in it someone who will cause corruption in it and shed blood while we celebrate your praise and proclaim your sanctity? He said, Indeed, I know what you do not know. End quote. In Tafsir al-Ayashi, one of the oldest 12 Rashi commentators of the Qur'an by Muhammad bin Mas'ud al-Ayashi, who died 932 or 933, a narration is cited from Imam Jafar al-Sadiq that says, quote, The angels could not know what they said. Will you set in it someone who will cause corruption in it and bloodshed if they had not earlier seen someone who had made mischief in it and shed blood? End quote. Allama Tabatabai, died 1970, also cites this hadith in his Tafsir al-Mizan and explains that this tradition may be pointing to an earlier creation that inhabited the earth before mankind, as other traditions note. Accordingly, the angels use Ghiyas, analogy, to compare Adam to these other human-like species because he looked physically similar to them and assumed that he would also cause chaos. This is something that Ayatollah Nasir Makaram Shirazi, born 1926, also suggests as a possibility in Tafsir and Naimuna. However, the angels were mistaken in their comparison. Adam was qualitatively different from these other human-like creatures, but he looked so similar to these creatures that according to these traditions, the angels of heaven thought he was one of them. 
The traditions elaborate further and note that Adam was qualitatively different. Some traditions go as far as to enter details about when these human-like creatures existed, and moreover, that God cleansed them from the earth before creating Adam. One of these traditions narrated in Tafsir al-Ayashi from Imam Jafar al-Sadiq, where a man came to him and said, quote, May I be sacrificed for you? The people are claiming that the world has a life of 7,000 years. So he, Imam Jafar al-Sadiq, said, It is not as they say. Surely Allah created for the world 50,000 years and then left it empty of its inhabitants for 10,000 years. Then Allah decided to originate creation within it the world, a creation neither from the jinns, angels, or humans. He destined for them 10,000 years. Then when they came closer to the end of their term, they created chaos therein. So Allah destroyed them with a complete destruction. Then he left it bare with a void for 10,000 years. Then he created the jinns and destined for them 10,000 years. Then, when they came closer to the end of their term, they created chaos therein and shed blood. And these are the words of the angels when they said, Will you set in it someone who will cause corruption in it and shed blood? In the same way that the jinns have shed blood. So Allah destroyed them. Then Allah began and created Adam and destined for him 10,000 years. From this, 7,200 years have passed and you are all in the end of the era. End quote. This tradition alludes to the creation of different beings and their extinction. But it also mentions that there were periods of time in which the earth was empty of all of them. It is unclear what these beings were in biological terms, and if they were other homo species, or anatomic homo sapiens, or both. Regardless, these traditions point to a timeline where Adam existed 7,200 years before the Imam, which is approximately 8,500 years before today. This is conveniently close to the 10,000-year estimation as well. There are numerous traditions like this. Another lengthy tradition from Imam Ali is narrated by Ali bin Ibrahim al-Qumi, died 980, in Tafsir al-Qumi. It also cites the verse above on the angelic response to the creation of Adam. Quote, Allah wanted to create a creature with his own hands 7,000 years after the extinction of the jinns and the nasnas on earth. And it was from his wish to create Adam. So he emptied the layers of the sky. He said to the angels, Look at the inhabitants of the earth, from my creatures, from the jinn and the nasnas. When they, the angels, saw what they, the jinns and nasnas, were doing therein, from the acts of disobedience, the shedding of blood, and the corruption in the earth unrighteously, it was grievous, heavy upon them. They became upset and angry with, with the inhabitants of the earth, and could not control their anger. They, the angels, said, Our Lord, you are mighty, the powerful, the compeller, of magnificent glory, and these are your creatures, who are weak and degraded. They act as they please while in your hands and are living through your sustenance, and they are enjoying your bestowal of health, and yet they are disobeying you with these grave sins. You do not become upset with them, nor angry, nor do you take retribution for yourself from what you hear from them and see. And this is heavy upon us, as we consider it greater because it is with regards to you. So when he heard this from the angels, he said, Indeed, I am going to set a viceroy on the earth, who will be a proof for me on earth over my creatures. So the angel said, Glory be to you. Will you set in it someone who will cause corruption in it, like the clan of the jinns had done, and who would shed blood, just as the clans of the jinns have shed, and who would envy each other, and so discord? So make this viceroy to be from among us, for we neither envy, nor hate, nor shed blood, and we celebrate your praise and proclaim your sanctity. Indeed, I know what you do not know. Surely, I want to create a creature with my hands, and I want to bring prophets into his progeny. 
and messengers, and righteous servants, and leaders of guidance. I will make them vicegerents over my creatures in my earth, forbidding them from disobeying me, and warning them of my punishment, and guiding them to my obedience, and traveling with them on the path of my way. I will make them my divine proofs, authorities, and as partners and warners over them. And I shall banish the nasnas from my earth, and cleanse it of them. I shall transfer the apostate jinns, the disobeyers from my created beings, and my creatures, and my good ones, and settle them in the air and in the outskirts of the earth. They will not be in the vicinity of the offspring of my creation, and I shall draw a veil between the jinns and my creation. So neither will the progeny of my creation see the jinns, nor will they sit or mingle with them. Thus, the one who disobeys me from the progeny of my creation, those whom I chose, I shall set them in the abodes of the sinful. I will put them in their deserved places, and I don't care. So the angel said, O our Lord, do what you want. We have no knowledge except for what you have taught us. Surely you are all-knowing, all-wise. End quote. Again, this hadith notes the rebellion of these creatures, referred to here as nasnas and jinns, and how God intentionally made them extinct. It further notes that God wanted to clear the earth of the nasnas in order to purify it before he created Adam. Additionally, it says that God sets a veil between human beings and the jinn so that they would exist in different realms from that point forward. Interestingly, the narration notes God's desire to create something from his own hands, men yedehi. It could be speculated that this indicated some type of direct creation in juxtaposition to the process used for these other creations and therefore distinctive. A counter-argument to this pointing to something exceptional or supernatural about the creation of Adam is the fact that this phrase is also used in the Qur'an when speaking about cattle in chapter 36, verse 71. There is also a tradition narrated through Sheikh Asadduq about previous Adams. Quote, Perhaps you think that God did not create any other humans besides you. No, rather I swear to God that certainly God has created thousands upon thousands of worlds and thousands upon thousands of Adams. You are the last of these worlds and of those Adams. End quote. Though many more traditions exist in the corpus, this suffices to show that neither the Quran nor the Ahadith literature deny the existence of previous human-like creatures. Rather, it affirms their existence, sometimes calling them nasnas. The word nasnas has also been defined in classical Arabic dictionaries like Kitab al-Ain by al-Khalil bin Ahmad al-Farahidi, died 786. He describes them, quote, a creation with the face of a man, resembling them in some ways, and differing from them in some ways, and they were not from the children of Adam. However, these classical dictionaries do not mention the idea of pre-Adamic humans. Rather, Kitab al-Ain mentions the alleged transfiguration of previous human nations and their divine punishments as examples of these nasnas, which is a very different usage to the ones used in Twelver Shi Hadith literature. All of this literature within the Islamic tradition mysteriously affirms the existence of various hominid species centuries before the first hominid fossil was discovered in 1891. However, these traditions do not biologically define these creatures, and it is unclear if they are referring to previous non-homo sapiens species, or if they are referring to more ancient homo sapiens.